Hello, and welcome to the Charles Cook Podcast. The focus of this podcast is state and local issues here in the state of Tennessee, and I'm glad you could join me today. Uh, today, I want to talk about um, the media and their spin and lies when it comes to guns and gun control. Um, as you know, if if you're pro-Second Amendment, you know how it works. Uh, they will do anything they can to try to make things look bad and spin things and, uh, you know, try to make things look as bad as they can. Now, does that mean that there's no gun crimes? Absolutely not. We know that people are uh, use guns for terrible things and and uh that's happened ever since there have been guns and before guns and you know knives and rocks and everything else but today i want to show you how how they do these things and the lengths that they'll go through to try to spin it and the and the video that i'm going to use today is from news channel five in uh in nashville and uh, the reporter uh, is Phil Williams. Now, uh, I've followed Phil Williams for probably about 10 years now, and he's done some good good work on some things. And, you know, but stuff like this is shows you just how the media is and how they will spin things and, and lie and manipulate. Uh, so... They, they did a report on the report and the study, the doc, uh, you know, the uh, in-depth reporting, whatever they want to call it, is done on uh, gun thefts in 2013, 2014 uh, time period. The Tennessee legislature passed a, uh, a bill. It's called Guns and Trunks. And basically, uh, you know, it lets people keep firearms in their vehicle uh, you know like if you're if you work at a, a place that doesn't allow you to carry a weapon it says that you can keep that firearm in your vehicle you know and they cannot terminate you for that or if you go to walmart you can keep that firearm in your vehicle if they have it posted where you can't carry it and nothing can happen to you uh, you know so that was part of the bill. Well, ever since that bill hap, uh, passed, you know, thieves know that there's people that keep weapons in their vehicle. So when they break in to your vehicle, they steal the weapon. So, and now the media is using that to say, oh, look what's happening here because of this legislation. We have more guns in, in criminals' hands. Well, no. Uh, you have more thieves out there stealing guns because they know where they are. And the legislation that passed uh, did not cause more guns, you know, to be in cars. They just let these people go steal them, you know, the, pr the problem is not the guns in the vehicles. The problem is the thief. So I want to show you how the media does this. And as we go along, I'm going to stop it. I'll stop the video. 
and talk about a few things. So with that, let me cue this up and we'll get it started. Uh, Tennessee lawmakers promised they could relax gun laws and actually make us safer. But an exclusive News Channel 5 investigation discovers that's not what happened. Thanks for joining us at 6. I'm Rory Johnston. And I'm Kelsey Gibbs. That investigation uncovered that after Republican-led efforts to allow more people to go armed, the number of gun crimes actually went up. News Channel 5 chief investigative reporter Phil Williams is looking at what happened on the streets after those laws change, and Phil, I know you're trying to look beyond all the partisan spin and just get right to the cold, hard facts here. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. You'll remember that last week we heard, first heard from the parents of Evelyn Dickhouse, one of the nine-year-olds killed in the Covenant shooting. They are now looking for ways to make our children. Now, these are, he's leading off with this about uh, the parents and one of the, child, uh, one of the children killed in the Covenant school shooting. Now keep in mind that the gun used in the the guns used in the Covenant school shooting were bought legally. They were not stolen from a car. So why is that even in this report? Because they're using it to mess to feed the minds that you know their narrative about guns and gun crimes and stuff. But this has nothing to do with stolen guns. We're in safer, as are a lot of other Tennessee parents. How is this normal? Like, wh wh why is it normal? This was the scene outside a small Memphis private school back in November. Yet when parents called police, they were told that he could walk around outside of a school with this military-grade weapon designed to kill people in mass. And until he pulls that trigger, he is not committing a crime. That there was nothing they could do. My kids aren't in danger be because he hasn't fired the weapon. I, I just I don't get I I don't get it. Okay, so here's um, well I'll just tell you the guy's an idiot walking around outside of a school with a with a, a rifle, but you know what? Legally, he can do it, and that's just the law. And they're saying, well, you mean to tell me that he can do it, and, and there's nothing they can do unless he fires the weapon? Okay. Yeah, that's the law. Let's look at it from another way. Somebody goes to the grocery store or the, or the liquor store and buys alcohol, puts it in their car, and drives through a school zone. Is that a crime? No, it's not. As long as that alcohol is not open and they're not consuming it as they're driving through there, it's not a crime. Well, Charles, I know what they're going to say. Well, Charles, that's a totally different thing. No, no, no. No, it's not. Because if they open that alcohol and start drinking it and drive through that school zone, then they're committing a crime, just like pulling the trigger on the weapon. They can drive through that school zone and hit a bus and kill several kids or go through uh, kids standing out there waiting to catch a bus or something and kill se several kids. So, yes, although the guy is an idiot 
walking in front of the school with a weapon like that, with a rifle, he's still not breaking the law until he fires that weapon or points it at someone. So let's, it's the same thing. You're not, you're not breaking the law. If you got alcohol in your car, it's when you open it and start consuming it. That's when you're breaking the law. Okay. For the last 10 years, Tennessee lawmakers have gradually relaxed the state's gun laws, arguing it was about public safety. This absolutely makes us a safer state, this bill as a whole. That it was even God's will. It was even God's will. Here we go. So when you start saying it is a your God-given right to de- protect and defend yourself, that's what the legislature was saying. these legislators that was pushing these bills that you have a God-given right to self-defense and to protect yourself. Okay. But now he's spinning it that it's God's will, that they thought it was God's will. This is how deceptive and lying these people are. That it is our right given by God in this country to keep and bear arms. It's a trend that began in 2013. Ladies and gentlemen, the bill you have before you now has drawn a lot of attention. When Republicans first passed a bill to allow gun permit holders to leave firearms inside their unattended vehicles, what some called a guns and trunks bill. While the law said the guns had to be locked up out of sight, there was no penalty for those who left their deadly weapons out in public view, even for leaving the vehicle unlocked. In hindsight, was that a good bill? Oh, absolutely. Jeremy Faison from rural East Tennessee was one of the bill's sponsors. My district is incredibly pro-Second Amendment, pro-gun, don't touch my guns. Everywhere I go, that's what I hear. That's what I was asked to do. That's what I did. But when News Channel 5 investigates crunched the data, we discovered that in 2013, the year the law was first passed, there were just 46 guns reported stolen from motor vehicles for the entire state of Tennessee. Three years later, that number had shot up to more than 2,000 reported cases. The next year, more than 4,000. By 2022, there were almost 5,400 guns reported stolen from cars statewide. That's almost 30,000 guns stolen from motor vehicles ending up on the streets since Faison's bill became law. But that- Okay, so we're talking about guns stolen out of cars. So a person has a right, and it's legal in the state of Tennessee to keep a weapon in your vehicle. Okay, so what's the crime here? It's not a crime to have that weapon in your vehicle. The crime is some thief, thug, breaking in your vehicle and getting in your vehicle and taking your weapon, your firearm. That's the crime. Yet they're making the crime, they're making the victim, the person who lost the weapon, uh, the criminal. That's what they're saying. Instead of the person who stole the weapon being the criminal. The theft of the weapon is the crime, the person stealing the weapon. So why aren't they asking, what are we going to do to make things harder on these thieves and uh, create a law or uh, stiffen the law to fix that? No, they they want the person who has a legal right and a God given right to protect themselves 
to be the criminal. That's not directly representation of what we've done. But this was overnight. I mean, it went from 46 firearms stolen from cars in 2013 to, you know, in 2016, it was more than 2,000. The next year, it was more than 4,000. How can you say that had nothing to do with so, your legislation? I could also tell you that their crime stopped. You don't have the, the, the statistics of people who've actually stopped violent crimes because they had the ability to protect themselves. But we do have stats showing when guns have been used to commit crimes during that period when Republicans said they were making us safer. Since 2013, the number of crimes against persons involving firearms actually shot up from just under 10,000 to more than 23,000 in 2021, then just under 22,000 the next year. Aggravated assaults with guns rose from 8,600 to more than 21,000, and murder shot up from 223 in 2013 to more than six. 600 in 2021. The next year, there were 504 murders statewide involving firearms. I think guns and trucks was. So here we are. Uh, how many of those murders and how many of those crimes actually come from stolen guns in vehicles? They don't know. You know, so, but here they are. They're trying to link all gun crimes and shootings and murders to um, stolen, in a report about stolen weapons, stolen firearms from cars. This is, the problem is, they don't want you to be able to protect yourself. And what they also are not telling you is what has happened in these areas in this state, instead of strengthening the laws to put these thugs and criminals behind bars who create, who who do these violent acts, they are trying to weaken them. You have these DAs that try to make these crimes easy for these people to get off with and, and let them out of prison instead of making them serve mandatory crimes. So instead of saying that if you're going to commit a crime with a gun, especially a stolen gun, you got a man mandatory 20 years. If you sh shoot someone with a stolen gun or you murder someone with a stolen gun, it's mandatory life. But no, they're, they're lobbying to get these people out of jail to make the crimes less, the punishment less. That's what these people do. But then they want to complain about the people who re-offend. I guarantee you, Many of these crimes are by people who re-offend. It's a singularly terrible idea because it's led to more gun crime, which people care about. Dr. Jonathan Metzl is a Vanderbilt professor who has written two books exploring issues surrounding gun violence. He says the data is clear that the unregulated relaxation of gun laws in states like Tennessee has come at a price. But unregulated without any kind of oversight or training or process or permission again and again and again it leads just quite clearly to more gun related injury and death and for me that really is a slam dunk argument listen freedom comes with some with some dangers i mean that, that that's that's it's one of the things that made our country great is is we we put the power in people's hands How many times do I have to 
freedom, as Faison puts it, cost Kyle Yorlitz his life. The Nashville musician was gunned down in 2019 by a group of young teenagers who had stolen a handgun from this Brentwood area apartment complex from an unlocked car. And the Tennessee Department of... Okay, so this, this musician was gunned down by a group of teenagers who had broke into a car, which is breaking an entry, and stealing a firearm, which is against the law. Was it the, the gun owner's fault who had the vehicle locked and had the gun in the car? No, it was the teenagers. Now, since they committed that crime as teenagers, how is that on their record? Are they going to be able to walk out of prison when they're 18, 21, and not be able to show anything, no crime, no record, whatsoever of the crime that they committed. Health's 2023 Child Fatality Annual Report concludes that firearm deaths are now the leading external cause of death among Tennessee children more than car accidents. The most recent data shows that there were 29 Tennessee children killed by firearms in 2014, a number that had more than doubled by 2021. So did those kids die from firearms that were stolen in vehicles? This is a totally different subject. Guarantee you most of these come from kids either, you know, from their, their parents' home that they um, access those through homes or a drive-by shooting or something else. But it has nothing to do with this happening where they're stealing the guns from cars. And this graph shows the national rate for child deaths involving firearms. But in Tennessee, the rate of children killed by guns has skyrocketed. I would love it if all of the news people like yourself got on board and were doing PSA saying, listen, keep your guns locked up. In the case of guns left unsecured in someone's car, Faison says he doesn't think it's his job to make it a crime for gun owners who make it easy for their guns to be stolen. If you do, who's going to report that anymore? The, the, if you make it a crime not to report. <laughs> so how do we even know that it that was ever stolen? So, so make everything a crime. If your gun gets stolen, it's a crime. You're going to get punished if your gun is stolen. If you if you don't report your gun stolen, it's a crime. See, this, this is what the liberal media and all of them want to do. They want to make everything a crime. This is crazy. What about punishing the people that steal it? Oh, these people drive me nuts. But they're the smart ones in the room, so they think. Oh, let's finish this up. I didn't know it was stolen. I mean, you, you're criminalizing a person who just got criminalized. Take ownership. Be responsible with the firm. During last summer's special session on public safety, the East Tennessee Republican actually passed a bill out of committee to provide incentives for gun owners to do the right thing, saying that they could not be held liable in a lawsuit for the use of a stolen gun if it was properly stored. Now he says he doesn't think he has the votes, so he's not even going to try. So I think it's telling that Tennesseans as a whole is like, we got this. I don't need the government in every year of my life. I think that's what it's telling.
Now, Representative Faison argued that this really isn't a problem for his district, that it's mainly Memphis and Nashville, not in East Tennessee. But I checked the data, and the number of firearms stolen from motor vehicles in East Tennessee jumped from just 17 the year his bill passed now to more than 1,000 every year. And take a look at And here you go again. So when Faison reportedly, and trust me, I'm no big fan of Jeremy Faison. I'm not defending him, but I'm defending the facts. And he, this reporter, Phil Williams, is skewing the facts. Jeremy Faison represents portions of Jefferson County, uh, Cop County, and Hamlin County. He doesn't represent all of East Tennessee. You keep it in mind, Knoxville is part of East Tennessee. Chattanooga is part of East Tennessee. Uh, Johnson City, Kingsport, and Bristol, these larger cities, not where Jeremy Faison represents, but he's going to post these numbers out here and say, oh, this is in Faison's district. It's not. This, the number of crimes against persons in East Tennessee involving firearms has almost doubled. Of course, we'll be watching as this legislative session proceeds and let you know what happens up on the Hill. Rory. Tennessee lawmakers promise they can. Okay. These people drive me nuts. It's, they take all these numbers. Uh, I remember hearing this one time, and I'll say it the good way. There's three, three types of lies. There's lies, dang lies, and statistics. And this is what these people do. They try to spend these numbers to make it look bad, make, make it look worse. When the report was supposed to be about stolen guns from vehicles, okay? Not all the guns and, and all the crimes committed by all these guns. It was supposed to be about stolen guns from vehicles that's it instead of asking why why don't the legislature make uh punishment more severe for people who do this you know or other crimes majority of the people who do who steal these weapons can't go buy them legally so they steal them when they get a chance, whether it be from a home or a vehicle or whatever. And these people are released out on the street. So when they, they commit a, a crime or a violent crime, it's so much easier for them to get out of prison and go steal these things and commit them, commit another crime with these stolen guns. But you can take somebody who has some marijuana and lock them up for several years, but somebody who commits a violent crime with a weapon, they get out in a third of the time they're, they're sentenced. And they're really not sentenced that much, that, you know, to that long of prison term anyway. So I wanted to show you this, this uh, news report and show you what the media does with this stuff. I mean, this is supposed to be an in-depth report it's all about spinning the narrative about guns okay 
Uh, folks, this is why you can't trust the media, whether it be in Nashville, Knoxville, Johnson City, Chattanooga, Memphis, the national media. This is this is how they report things and spin it. So I wanted to show that to you. As I said, I'm not a big fan of Jeremy Faison, but you can see you can see uh, what they've done here. You know, oh, it's it's God inspired. No, it's allowing people to protect themselves. With that, you know. This is the media for you. So I appreciate you watching. Uh, wearing my Tennessee stand shirt today. Uh, if you are interested in what's going on in the state of Tennessee, hey, look up these folks, Tennessee stands, Gary Humble, and follow them. They'll they'll tell you a lot what's going on. Got my Tennessee conservative uh, news tumbler from Brandon Lewis and the folks down at, over there at the, the Tennessee conservative uh, Follow those folks. Look them up on social media and everything. Uh, Twitter, X, Facebook. Uh, go sign up for their newsletters from both organizations, Tennessee Stand or uh, the Tennessee Conservative. And those folks, they got, you know, more time and stuff than I do, you know, to uh, keep you informed what's going on. They do this. They do a very good job at it, you know. Uh, follow them and, and they can uh, help you keep you informed of what's going on. All right. So with that, I say, have a great day. Enjoy the nice weather this weekend. Get out, get some fresh air and uh, have a blessed one. And we'll see you on the next podcast. God bless you. Bye-bye.